Hello, everyone. My name is David Hernandez, and you're listening to As the Pokeball Turns. Welcome to another episode of As the Pokeball Turns, a Pokemon Go podcast where we discuss news, events, and other topics around Pokemon Go. Today we have episode 6 of Trainer's Eyes, a segment where we get to hear from you, the community, on how your Pokemon Go journey started, where it has been, and where it is currently going. The term content creator is a more recent term popularized with the advancements of platforms like YouTube and Twitch. However, content creators aren't something new. If you take a peek into the past, content creators have been around for centuries, ranging from comic books during the 1930s, such as DC's founder Malcolm Wheeler Nicholson, or Martin Goodman, who founded Timely Comics, which evolved into what we know today as Marvel. If you go back even further, you have people like William Shakespeare with his playwrights like Macbeth or Romeo and Juliet, to Homer, who was attributed to have written the Odyssey during the 8th century. It can be argued that content creators have been a part of society since humans have walked the earth. Nowadays, people usually attribute content creation with visual media like YouTube videos, Twitch clips, Instagram, or TikTok videos. However, content creation is more than visual. It's also audio. If it weren't for audio, people like Howard Stern, Larry King, or even Joe Rogan wouldn't exist. My guest today is a new member of the faction known as Switchmasters, but he's mostly known as the other half of the Purified Podcast with an immense passion for content creation. My friends, allow me to introduce to you Lewis, a.k.a. Pure Lighter. Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of Trainer's Eyes, a segment of the podcast where we get to hear from various people around the community on how their Pokemon Go journey started, where it has been, and where it is ultimately going. Today, I'm joined by a very good friend of the show and the other half of the Purified podcast, Lewis, a.k.a. Pure Lighter. Lewis, how are you doing today? Great. A little bit tired because how the weekend went, but I think I'm ready to rock and roll today. Awesome, man. Before we do get started, how about you introduce yourself, tell people who you are, what you're about? Yes. So my name, well, my official name, of course, you know, the one that I was born with is Luis Palacios. I guess I should say a small content creator with Pokemon Go. I love Pokemon Go as a whole because since that game came out, I think my life has changed fully. I also go by Pure Lighter on Twitch. That's my usual gaming tag that I use on almost every single platform now or anything that I go through. And I also have a YouTube channel called Otaku Zone. Now, we'll get to that when we get to it. But again, I play Pokemon Go for basically a living at this point. But, you know, I still do my own 9-to-5 jobs and everything like that. I'm also Peruvian, so I speak fluent Spanish if anybody wants to ever talk to me in Spanish. Awesome. Well, before we do get started, how about, like, how did Pure Lighter come to be? Where did that name come from? Oh, God. Okay, so this is like a long time, like, you know, one of those cringe things that you actually do on when you're really? like a kid or something, you know? This would be yeah. awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Let's yeah. go. I don't know if you ever heard of the old show Charm. Was that the uh, one that came on WB33 or something like that? Yeah, it was about like three witches, sisters, you know, yeah, yeah, fighting yeah. demons and all that stuff. Yeah, and yeah. They made that reboot sometime in the last few years, but I never want, I actually wanted to watch that. So in that serious there's actually a angel-like entity called white lighter 
which is like an angel that protects the witches, you know, all those kind of things. So I really like that. There's also a dark lighter, and even though I'm kind of I'm Hispanic and a little bit, you know, in the brown side, the dark lighter is kind of the evil guy in a sense. So I was like, you know what? I actually don't like that. So I stick with white lighter for a bit. That was my gaming tag. And I usually just put like a number or something in between. So that way, you know, I can copyright or anything. But then I wanted to actually make it on my own. So I was like, what is the best way to not make it evil or anything like that? So I turned white into something else and, you know, pure, pure lighter. And I stuck with that through the beginnings, through ends since high school and all that. Wow. So from high school all the way to now, you've always just used pure lighter as your gamer tag, I guess. It was mostly at the end of high school when I actually get it. But yes, that was my name and type for everything from now on. So I just kept using it. And I really liked it. So I actually just kept it. I never really thought about changing it at this point. That's awesome. And you're also lucky that you're able to claim it on Pokemon Go because some people can't, you know, Pokemon Go, it's a free for all to get your in-game name. And a lot of people, you know, they miss out because somebody else takes it for whatever reason. Yeah, I think I'm lucky enough. The only thing that actually, and this is a funny story, there was one time on Facebook, because I put my gaming tag as one of my Facebook correspondences, so it's like facebook.com slash purelighter and then some numbers in there, so you can never find me if you ever try. Challenge <laughs> um, accepted. Right? And then uh, somebody messaged me saying, hey, I really need that name or that specific name because I'm going to be opening a shop somewhere or something like because that name has a pure letter, the, the, the name pure letter is like their company's name or something. So I need it like right now. I was like, okay, but I'm not going to give it to you because it's mine and I've been using it for years. <laughs> so that was years ago too, but it's still, it was one of those like weird moments where somebody's trying to claim it or something. I never searched for the company itself. I think I searched the guy's Facebook at one point. After that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it be. I'm not going to respond to this guy and I'm just going to keep on doing what I'm doing. So the guy wanted Pure Lighter plus the numbers you had just no, for his own company? Just Pure Lighter. He wanted the name Pure Lighter only. But because I had like somewhat of an interaction of the gamer tag, they wanted it to claim it. And I'm like, well, I can't because I'm not going to change it. And I'm going to make a whole Facebook or something about it, you know? <laughs> oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, let's go ahead and fast forward. How did your journey in Pokemon Go start? So the game came out, it started coming out in Australia, of course, the morning of the 6th. And my friends were like going like, okay, we got to download this APK or whatever. And, you know, you can play it here and there. I was like, well, I can't really download it on APK on an iPhone unless I do some kind of like weird like jailbreak stuff and everything. And I never really liked doing those. So the game comes out and it's like 10 o'clock at night. And then I remember just downloading, getting ready, going to my neighborhood, which I never do. <laughs> like literally never walk around my neighborhood, but it's the first time that I did. Started catching some Pokemon and things like that. And then from then on, I was hooked. Everybody else was playing it, just like, you know, World Peace 2016 was the best time for our lives. I did put down the game for a little bit. I think it was maybe a month in, just because I was like, I wasn't really able to do much grind sessions or anything like that, like a lot of people do. But then I started discovering more YouTubers. And the one thing that saved my entire Pokemon Go career is the damn Pokemon Go Plus. If I wouldn't have had that, I don't think I would have played the game as much as I do now. <laughs> because that thing, just using that thing is like a game changer when you do. I was able to buy one and from then on I just played the game and then finally I was able to do my own thing from here and there. What was it about the Go Plus that saved your career in Pokemon Go? My 9 to 5 job at the time had like two Pokestops. The distance wasn't as large as it was these days when 2020 came around. But my phone will just drift me through those Pokestops every time. So when I picked up the Pokemon Go Plus, I was able to restock. I was able to catch whatever Pokemon was in the area and just grind little by little. I felt like I was able to play the game even when I was at work. And then whenever other events started coming out, that's when I was starting, you know, to plan more of the events then. So that was when I was fully hooked into the game. 
did you go to like certain parks or was it like certain hotspots that people travel to in your area? No, not necessarily. I mean, live in a very rural area. Back then, I didn't even have a focus up in my neighborhood at all. I did a little bit of walking here and there, but then, of course, when you live where I am, you have to drive everywhere. So it doesn't matter where where you start or or what you do, unless you're like already situated in a place where a lot of Pokestops are, you have to drive everywhere, downtown or parks or anything like that. At the beginning, it was just me walking around, just catching a few things here and there whenever I wanted to get my streaks going or anything like that. But then I would just drive any of the places that we usually have more people or more Pokestops or anything just to make sure that I can grind any type of event at a time. It's impressive that you're able to do the grind you do because you're not like a casual player of the role players who struggle to 40. Like you're really level 50. Was all those level ups from going to like into the city, going to different areas or like how did that work for you since you're in a rural area? Most of the time, it only takes me like 20 to 30 minutes to get to the places that I want to go for the actual grind sessions. But yes, I do as many events as I can. I try to use Lucky Eggs when I needed to. Back then when level 40 was around, I did like evolution parties. I actually have some stream in my YouTube channel, actually. And that's where I actually hit also my level 40 cap because I wanted to make sure that I actually record my level 40 uh, accomplishment. And then my level 50 in my Twitch channel, of course, once that hit. But it was like, whenever I get the chance, when I know there is event, when I know when there's grinding sessions or extra experience, extra starters or anything, I try to grind them as much as possible. Whenever I get the chance, I go to raid hour, I go to spotlight hour, I go to do everything else that I need to do. And then when the game is down or have nothing else to do, I just casually click the gold plus every other day. So. That's awesome. It's amazing that you actually have your level 40 on video. Do you remember what it was like leading up to that? Like, were you excited or like? Yes, I was very excited. I believe it was like March of 2018, I think I believe. I can't remember exact date right now. I have to look it over. But yeah, I did record getting to level 40. And I even put the hype music and everything. I was just grinding evolutions. And from then on, it was just off to the races. After that, I really didn't care about experience. But of course, you know, level 50 was a few years into the row afterwards. So, <laughs> Did you have any experience with Pokemon or is Pokemon Go your first Pokemon game? Pokemon Go was the one game that reignited my love for Pokemon at the beginning. I played the main series games since, you know, basically since Silver was around, actually since Yellow was around. And I remember trying to beat Brock with Pikachu at the level 25. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was, and that was before, you know, we had a lot of like super effective stuff and everything back then. But yes, I played through every single main series game set to that point. I remember getting Silver. Then when I got my Game Boy Advance SP, I was able to get Sapphire and Emerald. Then from every single generation, at least one character for each generation has been in my possession to actually play the main series games. Once 2016 came around, that just exploded because it's Pokemon Go, you know? <laughs> yeah, it ex exploded everywhere. That's why everybody was out and about. It was just yeah. crazy. So I, ha I have my experience when it comes to all the main series. I was a super casual player, though. I would play for the story, maybe a couple extra Pokemons that I wanted, and that's about it. I usually try to restart. I never kept one of my original teams in any of the games back then. So you said Pokemon Go reignited your passion. Like, were you like kind of losing interest in Pokemon at the time? I was just another another one of those fans where just play casually anytime. Like, I whenever I see an ad for Pokemon, I was like, oh, a new Simian series games is coming out or something else, or a new generation or things like that. So I always try to at least pick up one of the new generation every time. But Pokemon Go just skyrocketed my love for Pokemon just because it, it made me meet so many people that just shared the same interests. Back then, I was just a lonesome guy. Every now and then, I made maybe probably meet one or two people that really like Pokemon or not. But everybody knew Pokemon and everybody knows Pokemon now. By meeting many people, it just exploded that I love Pokemon so much that it's just an addiction. But at the same time, it's been an experience for sure. 
it's an addiction, but we love to be addicted is probably the best way to put it. Probably not the healthiest choice, but... But at least we're not doing drugs. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) You know, since your experience with Pokemon, like, do you have, like, a favorite Pokemon? Back when Generation 6 came out, the X and Y era, I always loved the introduction of the new typing. So Sylveon was actually a Pokemon that I always wanted. I don't remember actually getting it in the original X and Y, but I always loved the evolution itself and how to get it. It's just a cute Pokemon. His shiny is amazing. And candy. <laughs> it's like cotton candy. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I always wanted to have that Pokemon in my team almost since its release. Generation 6 is probably one of my favorites, if not my favorite generation. Uh, you would probably say that a lot of people think that maybe the old series games are like Gen 1 or Gen 2, but Gen 6 has just, it hits all the pieces for me. Mega Evolutions, new typing, and then cooler Pokemons at that point. The Mega Pokemon were interesting. I didn't like how they were so specific to certain Pokemon. The only issue I had with Gen 6 was actually Team Flare. I didn't really oh, yeah. understand their, I mean, I understand what they wanted, but the idea behind it always confused me. With Team Rocket, you know, they want world domination. They want the strong Pokemon. Team Magma, Team Aqua, they want the land and the sea. Team Galactic, they want the whole universe. But Team Flare, I could never really pinpoint on what they meant. Didn't they want the world to be more beautiful or something like that? Something like that. I never picked that up on the teams itself. I just liked the Pokemons more that time. X and Y was always like the shaft of generation because it never got more than just the original X and Y. Yes, we got Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, but that's Generation 3 with the added Stiping and the added Megas. X and Y and Generation 6 just never got the love that it reserved. That's true. I think we're probably due for a remake at this point, right? Because we already did Gen... No, we got Black and White. Yeah, but... we got Gen 5 to still go through. So we got probably another few more years before that happens. We'll finally get a Pokemon Z, you know, the long-awaited one. Oh my god, the way that they're doing this, I feel like we're never going to get the true remakes of those. You transitioned to Pokemon Go, so what team are you, actually? It's a Mystic, through and through. I have never changed that since the beginning. I'm going to have hallelujah music because you're the first team mystic guest i've had on this oh show so God. far so <laughs> i'm five i'm five or six episodes in i'm finally yes finally somebody's team mystic well blue has always been my favorite color and then everybody was picking like valor and all those things it's like no you gotta be mystic and all those things you know the whole battle between mystic and valor was always a big thing and of course instinct is just like the child that never wants to be part of it it just makes sense for me blue being my favorite color i don't think i'm ever gonna change it unless somebody pays me like a hundred thousand dollars or something you heard it here first folks Pay Lewis $100,000 and he will happily change your team. <laughs> it only takes me $10, but okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, you make a, what is it, 999 something? No, I don't know. I can't math right now. You make a lot more money if you do it. That's for sure. <laughs> Have you had a chance to like attend any events at all? I want to say that the first three to four years of the game, I've only like the local kind of thing. I never really try about going to the specific events like golfers and things like that. Mostly because at first I was never wanting to, I guess is the right word for it. I did start seeing a lot of the YouTubers that said, hey, we're going to be here and there. But those were like set in stone when they were, they went to the GoFest. After that, you know, every time a year comes around, I'm like, man, when am I ever going to go to this type of event? And it just exploded to the point where I need to go to these types of events. 2019 was the very first year that I went to a GoFest. That was like one of those huge things. Of course, you know, all the safaris are out of the country, so you can't really do much of those unless they're starting in the United States or something. So 2019 was the very first one. I met so many amazing people. I met so many of the creators. It was just amazing. And I wanted to do it every single time since then. Do you have any like interesting stories or what was the experience like just being in that city? This was the very first time that I actually do a trip by myself. 
2019 was the very first time where I chose to be like, okay, let me get a hotel, let me get a ticket, let me go to GoFest and then see how it goes. Luckily enough, I actually was able to make the trip early and that Thursday, I came in early on my flight. It was like one o'clock, two o'clock in Chicago at the time. And then they had all the meetups from all the YouTubers, Mystic7, Reversal, Soy2 Dots, every single one of them were meeting up at the park specifically. And I was like, I gotta go see this, you know, the mob of people that was there, but you still got to meet all those amazing creators. Reversal even recognized me from the times that I interacted with him during streams and YouTubes and all the stuff. Wow, and really? Yeah, that's why I love the guy. With all the controversy that he has, I know that he loves the game just as much as everybody else. And then little by little, I started making more friends. You know, the Lura podcast can... They had a meetup or something, and I met them there. And we went to, like, the PvP tournament with Psionic and Keen. It was just a, a full-on experience. Like, I was just everywhere. And I didn't even play until Sunday. And it was just, like, me going around, meeting so many different type of people. It was just amazing at that point. It sounds like you really tried to live it up while you were there. Yeah, definitely. There was also my birthday weekend. I think the best experience on my birthday was, of course, I was in a museum in Chicago where it was, like, right next to the park. I was like, let me go to this and let's just enjoy, you know, the scenery and everything. I never go into some, one of those things. And then all of a sudden, I'm walking around the museum. I'm almost done, actually. I'm looking at some portraits or pictures and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, I, I see, do you know the guy that plays Happy in Iron Man and Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the guy literally walks in front of me with his bodyguard and I'm just like done looking around. It's like, is there cameras anywhere or something? Like, what the heck is going on here? And I'm just like, you know, excited and confused and everything that happened here. At one point I was like, just gonna let him go. But then I was like, you know what? I gotta take a picture. So even though I never wanted to like bother him, I did ask him for a picture. I have the picture with me and I send it to my friend, specifically one that lost marble. And he's like, no, that's Photoshop. Dude, I just met the guy. It's just one of those experiences that unless you're out there, you never know what you're gonna see or meet, you know? Well, let's transition to 2022. How is Seattle different compared to Chicago? Definitely a bigger city. I stayed up with the Lura podcast, Roundtable Shot Dots, the Wayfair podcast. All of us were just in the Airbnb. And since the day that we got there, it was just fun, lovable, like moments that you just cannot forget. And of course, you know, going to the city early, getting some things done, seeing the city itself. The one thing that killed me, though, was those hills, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everybody has talked about those hills. Even my guests who haven't, they're going to be released later on. But yeah. everybody's talked about those hills. Like, those hills are murder for... Oh, God. I don't know what was uh, Niantic thinking when they released the Campfire app and thinking that the hills were just going to be like a minor step back. Nah, man, I was Although... just dying after that weekend. <laughs> they, they ain't no minor about those hills, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. But in the end of the day, the city was actually nice. I went to the Pop Grub with the Laura podcast. Instead of like meeting so many creators, which I already met in 2019 and bothered them with, you know, questions and things like that, I just wanted to have fun with the people that was there and everybody was just super, super nice. So I was just glad that I was there and talking to them and doing all these things. I think it kind of goes shows to how much you've changed in those three years. What you told me in 2019, you went by yourself. You didn't have really anybody who went with you and you got to really live up the experience. Of course, you met all the creators and everybody. And then you come back three years later and you're part of that kind of creator series because, you know, you, we're going to talk about it later. You do have your podcast and everything. You're with Alert Up. You're with everybody else. And your focus was instead on trying to make sure your friend had an experience more so than you being by yourself, which I think shows immense growth over the three years. I definitely want to have as many people that experience this. 
Definitely, if Chris would have been there, we would have done a lot more different things. But just being able to go out there and be like, let me just have fun, you know, let me have fun. Let me make sure my friend has fun. Let's go out to the places and just enjoy the city, enjoy the game, enjoy whatever we do. And hopefully that's what the next few years is going to be from here on out. You've talked a lot about, you know, beating the content creators and you've talked about trying to make your own content. We've talked about it on the side. You know, what is it about, you know, meeting the content creators that was so important for you? I kept watching them through hoops and hoops through the beginning of 2016, or at least when content creation of Pokemon Go was out there. Funny enough, I actually know Mystic7, not personally, but I know his content from the Clash of Clans series back in the day. And when he started Pokemon Go, it was just an interesting transition because we both love this game. And then, of course, he doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> Literally doesn't know anything about Pokemon. I'm so surprised to hear about that. Like, the guy's old enough to where, like, I'm sure you got to know about Pokemon. But then when he told me, like, I don't know anything about Pokemon, I'm like, what the f***? Yeah, right. I was so surprised. But, you know, that transition was actually kind of fun. So I always wanted to meet Mystic7. He's young as it is, but hell, I mean, he does what he does and, you know, how he is these days. But then after that, you know, meeting, you know, Nick and Reversal and everybody who was just a big thing back then. It was just amazing. Even though they have their own agendas and you can't really talk to them that much or be like, hey, you know, you want to be friends with things and things like that. I prefer to just see them as it is. They're nice people. They're the ones that technically kept the game alive, even through the first six months of Pokemon Go. And that was hell for sure. That was sluggish. Like people like complain about how much events we have now. Like if you didn't play back then, there was literally nothing for like, I think until Christmas for the first four to five months. That's why a lot of people left. I'm always grateful with about the creators that they kept it alive. That's why I wanted to meet them. I wanted to see what they really do at the time. With that being said, of course, I met them and I was like, cool. If I ever get the chance to actually talk to them more about that, that's cool too. But if not, let me just do my own thing from here on out. How did you and Chris first meet each other? Chris and I met through the Silt Arena back when PvP was enabled in Pokemon Go. My community was small, but still wanted to be very involved in the PvP side. So we started actually getting all the Silt Arena tournaments up and running. I actually played every single Silt Arena tournament in the first season and even went to the regionals because I was invited, of course. I met Chris through that after a few months and we're just always talking because he always wanted to be also be part of the PvP side of things. A little by little, we became good friends. And after a while, I was like, hey, let's go ahead and do a podcast together. And it was just off to the races after that. How did that start? So I definitely started the idea. And the reason why I really wanted to do a podcast, because I always wanted to dip myself into the content creation of Pokemon Go. At first, I tried the regular video, you know, YouTube editing stuff. But of course, that requires me actually going out every single day and actually record a video and then edit it on top of that. By the time I actually get a video out, it was just like, all of this is old news. So there's no point of me releasing this because everything just cycles through Pokemon Go so quickly that it's insane. I even tried to do it once a week and I just pan out. It couldn't pan out just because I felt like I was so behind. And then in 2019, funny enough, my life changed a little bit. I actually lost the job that I had back in 2019 after five years. I had to do a couple of side jobs here and there just to keep myself above water. At one point, I started listening to some podcasts. I actually heard the Lura podcast with Ken and Adam, and I was just listening through every single one of their rants. So I was like, little by little, I kind of realized it's like, these guys have just covered the entire week's worth of news without even breaking a sweat. Let me try that. Let me try to see if maybe I can get into the podcast services and see how it goes. So at first I was just trying to see what would be better. I mean, I saw a lot of other podcasts like the GoCast and the regular Pokeball Go radio. 
I knew that there were already a field competition, but at the same time, I was like, I want to be part of the community. I want to be part of content creation out there. I definitely needed a host or somebody to talk to because I feel like I couldn't do it by myself. I felt like if I tried to talk for an hour about the news and things, I felt like I didn't have enough coverage at that point. So I needed a co-host. I was actually going to be three co-hosts, but my other friend unfortunately works weird hours, so he can't really do it. Chris and I was just like, let's just get it out of the way. It was a idea we had at the end of 2019. And then we were just in February of 2020, we were just like, let's just do it. Let's just record our podcast and then let's go it out there. Because I was already a streamer, like I knew how to stream, I knew how to shiny hunt and all those things through the main series game. Instead of actually like recording it and then putting it out there, I said, let's stream it. If people come in and talk about the game, cool. If not, then we can just continue on doing what we're doing. And I felt like it was kind of new because I didn't think I saw any podcasts out there that actually were doing live streaming through the news. So I wanted to like stream it, edit it down to the audio format, put it on podcasting, and then off to the races, and then everything hit 2020, of course. <laughs> right. How'd the name Purified Podcast come out? At the time, I believe that the Rockets were actually a huge thing. I think it either just came out or it was something that a lot of people were really interested in. Purify comes from the Shadow Pokemon. So we're like, Purify. So I was like, okay, Purify Podcast, Dark and Light. We know that Purify comes from Shadow. So I guess that's how the name came about. <laughs> and then I just designed the logo so make it look like two Thunderbolts with the two different colors of the Purify and of course the Shadow Pokemon at that point. Did y'all have like any different names y'all were considering by chance? Not that I know of. I believe that we were dead set on Purify after I mentioned it. And Pokemon Go, or at least Rocket Things in Pokemon Go, were really strong back then. And then hopefully I will have more people coming in from that. So I guess that's how it came up to be. We know your podcast started in February 2020. Like, do you remember how your first episode went? I still remember a little bit. I every now and then I go back and just cringe at the voices and how the mics were and everything. It's no, horrible. It's, yeah. It's horrible. <laughs> so were y'all just nervous or just unsure of how to do things? I kind of followed the Lura podcast a little bit of the way that they do. They introduce themselves and then after the races was the best thing when it comes down to it. And then I just picked small things from here and there when it comes down to it and then just made it my own. After that, it's just like introduce yourself, get what we got the last week, the news and updates, some PvP stuff here and there, and then hopefully, you know, not get screwed over by the internet. Has it happened before? Yes, definitely a lot of times. And since we're a live podcast, you can't really just pause things. And I'm just like, well, this is how we're supposed to do things. Hopefully everybody can listen to it the next time. So. <laughs> One of the most interesting parts about your podcast is the ability for y'all to go live on Twitch. And so you said it started from right from the beginning, y'all been doing it live on Twitch. Before I became affiliated on Twitch, I actually did like multi-streaming between YouTube and Twitch, mostly because I wanted to get more people involved and things like that. But then I moved everything to Twitch after a certain point. I just really like the format of making sure that it's raw footage. You know, if we messed up, we messed up. That's part of the game, part of content creation sometimes. So for y'all using Twitch, was it just insistent from the get go? Like y'all just wanted to make sure y'all went live on Twitch to add a different experience? Yes. You got to be very visual when it comes to the game. And that's what's something that I felt like it was missing from a lot of the podcasters. They can talk and show as many things as they can, but they can't really have an image or a face to the actual people talking or the voices that they hear in the podcasting world. So I kept saying, it's like, if we can just go ahead and do that first, I believe that we can put a face with the voice and then the gameplay as it is. 
just having my phone sitting with the game in there and then having the shiny ditto for no reason <laughs> when I click on things and then have that experience out there live is just amazing. And hopefully if people who do listen in the audio format see that and they're like, oh, let me go ahead and see how he got it since they're always live. Hopefully that's the case when it comes down to it. And of course we get to see like what were y'all's catches or if something happened on stream, like that's something that's very unique in regards to the podcasting, especially for Pokemon Go. Our biggest experience was the event where you can actually get Gratom with Fire Blast. And all of a sudden, we both clicked it. Chris gets the shiny, and then I get the shiny right after that, too. So it was a double shiny moment for the both of us. And that was just what made the experience great. And you couldn't really recreate that in the audio format because you don't know if it's shiny or not by yourself unless you scream really loud on top of your lungs. People saw this. They're able to see this. And I'm able to share it because it's still out there for people to see, you know? And then the best part is it's live because it's something that's not planned. Correct. I mean, you definitely cannot plan having a double shiny in two different games for the same research at the same time. <laughs> now, if somebody out there can plan it, reach out to us because that would have made my deoxy raid so much more better today. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. For people who don't know, like you have on your Twitch something called the Taku Zone. What does that mean to be an otaku or like how did that start? The word otaku, of course, comes from the Japanese wording of how they call people weeds in Japan. But I always seen it as an otaku, somebody who's just passionate about the things that they want to talk about. You could be an otaku of football or just regular gaming or PlayStation or anything like that. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, if you're passionate about it, if you want to talk about it, you're an otaku that you actually know the knowledge, you know, the things that you do for that specifically. At first, it was more, of course, the anime and manga side, because I wanted to talk about like the current season of animes or things like that. But then I was able to transition that into Pokemon and Pokemon Go in specifically. So I kept using the username and I still have it on my YouTube right now called the Otaku Zone. The Otaku Zone meaning that everybody can come in and talk about their own things that they love the most, you know, their own games or their own uh, addiction. I kept that open mindset to be like, okay, be who you want to be, talk about what you like the most, and then just be a, a interesting otaku about it. If a listener wanted to like have the idea of starting a podcast, you know, what would you tell them? Just do it. All it takes is just whatever you have as a own. And I take that to heart because the, what I have set up here has been over the years. I never really had a good mic or anything like that to really show the audio format or things like that when it comes to a podcast or anything. I started just by having a simple microphone in my headset and then just a computer in front of me. And then all of a sudden, I'm just like talking to a mic or something and then just streaming or anything like that. Just go ahead and go live or go record it and then just listen to it back and make sure that it's just so right for people to listen. And if you can make it fun, just make it fun. Make it yourself, you know. Don't get hangovers just thinking that because you need the best equipment of everything that you are going to be able to not have a good podcast. What has been your biggest accomplishment when it comes to Pokemon Go? My biggest accomplishment, I believe, is just that I'm really consistent. Usually when I play a game, I usually just put it down after the first week or two. With Pokemon Go, it's just something that I can do even if you're doing the simplest things in life and then just keep going out there and just checking your game every here and there. I feel like just having the consistency that I'm doing right now is my biggest accomplishment, no matter how much you see it. You know what you need to think about doing? You need to think about just doing the Shining RCS while you podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I know I can multitask. I don't know if I can multitask that well. <laughs> Before we do go, do you have anything you want to plug? How can people find you? You know, have that. Yes. Yes. So you can find me almost anywhere as Pure Lighter. Twitch.tv slash Pure Lighter or even in Twitter. I actually go by Pure Lighter Go. And then definitely check out the Purify podcast or 
or even the purifypodcast.com with the Professor Network is technically my sponsor network with Ken and Adam from the Lorap Podcast, and I just love being with them. So Purify Podcast or the professornetwork.com slash Purify Podcast. And then just check also my co-host, of course, PKMN Trigger, please. Definitely. And for anybody who's curious, everything will be found in the description of this episode. That's all I have for today. Thank you all for joining me for another episode of As the Pokeball Turned. As a reminder, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or your podcast streamer of choice. If you want to listen to more, please check out my episodes. If you enjoy the show, consider sharing with a friend, a family member, anyone and everyone who plays Pokemon Go. Feel free to also follow me on all my socials by clicking the link in the description of today's show. As I said earlier in today's episode, links to Pure Lighter Social and the Purified Podcast will also be available at your convenience in the description of today's episode. And I'll see you next time. On the next episode of Trainer's Eyes.